welcome to the Infernal Schoolhouse Podcast. Explosions and fire. I'm Brian. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we're going to take a slightly different turn with what we're talking about. So, Aaron last week took me to my first metal show, which we've now decided is maybe metal light, <laughs> electric callboy, if you're familiar. But it was metal to me. And as I'm there and I'm, I'm getting into it, it's kind of running through my head. There's a strong connection to the vibe of metal with D&D, mm. with role-playing games in general and all that, but I don't really understand it. So, I mentioned it casually that night to Aaron, right. and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, we should totally talk about that on the <laughs> podcast. And so, here we are, dear listeners. So, I just want to start by saying Eddie from Stranger Things really popped into my mind as well. As I'm watching that show, it's like, yeah, totally. It makes sense. Mm. I just don't know metal. For sure. Yeah. And to me, like metal is almost like it's like totally conjoined with fantasy role playing, especially D&D or other games within the TTRPG genre, because there's a lot of darkness in these games. And I think there's a lot of darkness in metal that helps coalesce, especially as a game master into writing a little bit of the darker side or where you want to channel something that's not quite as light as a lot of people make these games. Yeah. And for me, that resonates because we just prepping for the show, we were listening to metal, obviously, <laughs> and the nothing else matters by Metallica you put on. And that was my jam when I was in my dark and stormy phase in high school. I used to put on my headphones play it way too loud on my Sony Walkman. But I wanted to sort of like revel in the darkness, like yeah. celebrate it a little bit. My bangs were too long and they were in my face and I didn't want to talk to anybody. So, I get it. I have, I personally has just never connected those mm. two mm -hmm. things. For me, the high fantasy, awesome heroism, heroism right. is what I've always connected with. And so, br dialing it back and connecting it to metal is like still a little bit blowing my mind. Yeah. I could see that. It, but when I think about it, I think about a lot of the stuff that you might coalesce into metal when it's album art, when it's lyrics to songs, it's very brooding or dark or like visceral. So I feel like Cannibal Corpse, very dark and visceral or um, Metallica, just all the various versions of metal, right? Yeah. Is Megadeth the one that always has that, like, sort of emaciated skull corpse guy on yeah, the Yeah, he's essentially like a lich, but whatever that thing is, I know it's not a lich, but that's what I always think of when yeah. I see that. Yeah. yeah, but again, every time I would see these covers, I would always be like, oh, man, that's so D&D. Right. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you know, when you imagine, especially when it comes to a writing standpoint, villains and monsters D, D is an insanely horrific place it's almost cosmic horror the level of darkness it's not even like tolkien is is light compared to D, &D at least from his finished works but you know, like you have beholders and illithids and all sorts of things to make infernal packs and and cannibalize and murder people just leaving their town and so, I don't think about green sleeves when I think about these games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting too because, you know, when I think of D&D, it's like the, you know, you, you start in the tavern. And in my mind, okay, we're in that tavern and you hear the, the tavern music and everyone's drinking mm -hmm. beer and, the, you know, playing music. 
how are you this chill right now? And if this is the world that you live in, it would actually make more sense if the bard was like doing screamo music or something because their lives are really hard. Well, yeah, for sure. And I think that when you think about a, a tavern or more of the relaxing music around fantasy or around TTRPGs, it's always at moments of rest, right? Where they're trying to put away the PTSD of the day and have a beer and for the love of God, I don't want to think about all the horrors I just saw. So, you know, I think about like the soundtrack of Lord of the Rings, for example. Amazing, beautiful music, right? And you think about how pure innocent it was because they're in town. They're not dealing with the horror of the day. But the second you leave, my God, it is not a pretty place. It makes me wonder what the music is like at, at the yawning portal. <laughs> When you're you're at the end, but there's literally a hole to hell in the middle of the bar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what I think about with the music is if you've seen Mad Max and when they're the most recent one with Fury Road. Where I love that movie. Right. And they have uh, what's his name? I think his name was the Doof Warrior. And he's the guy with the metal guitar, and he's just shredding on top of this thing, right? For no apparent reason. They're just going to kill someone, yes. and they decide to bring the metal guitarist. Yeah, and that's what I imagine in D&D, too. If you're bringing out an orc army or goblins, they're not listening to a loot player. They're listening to some guy <laughs> just shredding right there in the back. <laughs> I feel the challenge has been laid to have a D&D battle where they're actually playing metal music like in game yeah well i mean that's uh, already kind of there in uh dnd side um game with morkborg which i know i should have you be introduced sometime which is very it's very much like first edition dnd it's very dark it's very you're gonna have your character die sort of thing in this one session and they even have their own metal soundtrack which even we can play a clip of where it's very much a brooding, non-vocal atmosphere of, hey, what, what's happening in the back? You don't need a soundtrack as a DM. You can just play the Morkborg soundtrack and will feel like you're in a dungeon. Yeah, very evocative of the vibe that you're going for. And in my mind, I think... I play this type of music when I'm prepping and preparing mm -hmm. and writing. But I take your point that if you want to just cut to the chase with the mood, just put the music on. Yeah, for sure. And I think you should do both. I mean, but that being said, I know we are doing a metal podcast. I will say that there are moments that you would listen to non-metal music when you're writing, right? If you're celebrating the heroes, if you're having a moment of quiet, if you're Thinking about some glade where there's some nymphs or satyrs bathing or whatever it is, and they're having a good time and they're inviting it. You're not going to listen to, you know, crazy metal. But when you are thinking about the necromancer who's pulling forth all of the dead from a cemetery towards your heroes, you're thinking about the darkest music possible. So, can you talk to me about the, like, the culture of metal, like, in our world and how you see that? that dovetails if it does with the culture of D and D and role playing. Yeah. Because at that show, as I was walking around, I was like, this is kind of the same group that's probably at Gen Con mm -hmm. and at Comic Con and things like yeah. that. And that's where the question was born in my mind about like, wait a minute, is it the same group? Right. Well, here's where they intersect at the very beginning. 
And that's where we go right back to the satanic panic, right? So we've had metal bands testify in front of Congress that their albums played forward or backward did not turn their fans into murderous devil worshipers. And so we have this coalescing of two groups that have similar sorts of genres where they've been castigated by regular society and they found this sort of gray space where they can enjoy their sort of existence and time together. Hmm. So which brings us right back to Eddie then. Yes. Right? Because he's exactly that. He's being accused of being a Satan worshiper. Right. While he's doing both, right? He's the dungeon master, but he's also playing metal music. Yeah, for sure. And that's where it gets kind of strange. I mean, if you think about just like a lot of music over time in general, like whether it's Elvis or rock music or even, you know, R&B rap, how there's always this sort of social stigma of, are you corrupting the youth? And so when you have metal, who's there? Very dark themes and tones and ideas. And then you have D&D with a similar sort of vibe, but also they're not really promoting it they're just sort of singing about it or thinking about it or embracing that there's more to life than just pretending that you're happy or pretending that there's this amazing world and there's no horrible stuff whatsoever they they really get together really well Hmm. so i feel rap and rock and roll and Mm -hmm. r&b have all had their moments of acceptance in larger society has metal had that? I, I mean, I think so. As my, as my resident metal historian. I would, I would say so. And in fact, if we had somebody comment on this, I would say that the biggest crossover for metal was Metallica's Black Album, which a lot of metal fans thought was sort of a selling out for Metallica at the same time because they were toning down a little bit, not getting as crazy, right? And I think metal has had a bit of a renaissance for a while. Now, for a while, a lot of it might have been identified as grunge or alternative, right? Even though it was really more metal. And then now you're seeing a lot of other different genres of metal. Like it's beyond just the death metal or the straight metal where now now you have like techno metal, like with Electric Cowboy that we went to. You're starting to see all these other different genres of it. Interesting. And so are these the same people though? Like in your view, are these, are these, these the same group? Like, all the folks that I was hanging out with at Gen Con, were mm-hmm. they all going to metal shows later that oh, night? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's where it's interesting is that I think a lot of our audience and our players and our group that is into TTRPGs is actually into a lot of music. And one of those genres is metal. And because it is evocative, I think, of about a lot of our play style or desires or needs as both game masters and players where it's... I want somewhere that I can vent, but also somewhere I can feel powerful or exciting or things like that. Okay. So, there's a connection with the escapism component. Right, yeah. I, I don't know that I would call metal escapism. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a part where you are feeling that way, but I'd say escapism is in every type of music, right? Where you have like, you know, even just pop music where it's like, you know, call me maybe sort of thing. So, next question. When we think about playing D and mm. other games are there influential songwriters or bands or things like that that pop up to you where you could like actually strengthen that connection in my mind yeah so i'd say that if we're talking just straight metal and nothing else then 
I would start with just the easy Metallica. I mean, I'm just going to go through like the low hanging fruit, right? Where we're talking about a band who has had insane albums. I mean, even to the point we we're talking about Eddie earlier, they played Master of Puppets on top of the trailer to get the demo bats or whatever the name is. Which was so cool. Right. It's so sweet. It right? was so metal, if you will. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing where you have those really great bands. They got the good riffs. They have the good lyrics. And then you have some other older stuff if you want to go with Pantera, Megadeth. Really good stuff you want to get into. But if you don't want to go as hard, right, maybe go something like Rob Zombie and White Zombie or more of the modern metal, right? You can switch over to death metal, which is like Amon Amarth, who don't like being called Viking metal, right? But the idea of let's feel this music, let's see what it's like to have these raw emotions. Because I can't imagine as a player what it's like to be on a battlefield and have this massive, you know, bastard sword and I'm lopping the head off of an enemy and I'm listening to the lightest little lute or fife playing. <laughs> or there's just like a really boring drum beat in the background. And you know, me personally, when I write as a, as a game master, even just as a writer in general, it's like, I need to have music with me and the music kind of carries the tone and I will change the music based upon what kind of tone or setting I'm looking for. So if I'm wanting difficulty, strife, a dungeon, dungeons are weird places. We don't even acknowledge how weird dungeons are. Right. So. Yeah. Or her, how freaking terrifying. Like I'm thinking, you know, you're going into a dungeon and you're fighting all these monsters. I'm scared to go into the basement with the light off. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why like just picturing dungeons and the combining of metal music, you're starting to understand about what's really happening there. If you have, let's say a lived in dungeon, all the tortures are on, right? There are doors, they're locked. Why are they locked? Because That's probably bad. Right? <laughs> and then what else is in there? Is there uh, a kitchen? What kind of food are they making? You know, it's not HelloFresh, right? <laughs> so what are we dealing with? What kind of butcher do we have down there? Like, also, why is this whole operation underground? You got to ask yourself. <laughs> exactly. But then if it's complete darkness, what absolute monstrosity is living in the horror of the shade of this dungeon that's just waiting for you to come in there i'm thinking about the last sequence in silence of the lambs in utter darkness when clarice goes into the basement and, <laughs> and dude's got his uh artificial dark oh, yeah, vision yeah. on with buffalo bill yes just popping out there and that's kind of what it is in the games it's mm -hmm. it's buffalo bill getting his human suit ready to go for his next night out of the town. That's totally a D&D &D villain too. Right? <laughs> it is 100%. I mean, you know, I showed you Baldur's Gate 3 now, but in Baldur's Gate 2, which came before this, that obviously, there is a whole like subplot about this. I forgot what he's called, like the skin ripper or I don't know what it is, but he's literally making clothes out of people's skin attached to some circus. And that's D&D. &D. That's... That's so weird stuff. So, let me ask you this because, and I love that you made the point in connecting the satanic panic because you're right. Mm -hmm. It's right at the same time. Right. That metal is being scrutinized in the same way that mm -hmm. D&D is. I know from personal experience that D&D &D was innocent. Although right. it featured demons and devils, that was never the core of it. And I don't, you know, not, none of us really thought we were summoning these things. Mm -hmm. Is metal similarly innocent? Or is there something else in there that's 
different somehow. I would say that no real media is innocent of anything. I think that there is a lot out there that could be construed in a certain way or is meant to be taken in a certain way that people may not like, right? And I think that when it comes to metal or D&D, there is a darker aspect to it, but that's life, right? Like life has a darker aspect. And I think that we fool ourselves a lot of the time into thinking that's not there, that we shouldn't have sadness, that we shouldn't have horror, that we shouldn't have things beyond our comprehension of just regular mortal goodness. Interesting. I think about, there's this book I read a super long time ago, which is called The Happiness Trap. And it's about this idea that a lot of people get stuck in this mentality of I have to be happy no matter what. So even when things are bad, I have to put on a face, put on the facade, right? And that's how I think a lot of people get scared of tabletop role-playing games, get scared of metal because it doesn't shy away from embracing the harder parts of our emotions, of our psyches, of our realities. So this reminds me of the debate about rap music, Uh which happened maybe a little bit after, maybe late 80s, early 90s, where similarly... The charge was, well, this is awful because they're talking about police brutality and shootings and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the the correct answer was, let's examine the lives of the people that are singing this music. Right. They are dealing with and singing about their lives. Exactly. And, and not just putting, you know, rose-colored glasses on and ignoring sure. it. They're, they're going into it and they're dealing with it through music. And so, I think, yeah, for me... That's an interesting point is that what if we take a time, take the time to wallow in it mm-hmm. or go into it or marinate in it. And that can have just like a and d game, a cathartic effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing too, when it comes to both metal and TTRPGs is that a lot of people have their own demons that they're working through, whether it's them going through school or through a hard time in life or just the reality of living, right? And those manifest themselves in in this music or in this type of game as a demon, a real demon, right? Or as a, a group of monsters you have to slay. But the difference is, is that in this music or in these moments in TTRPGs is that you actually get to feel like you did something amazing and actually slayed the demon that was there or slayed the monster or found those moments of profundity where you took control of something that you may not normally have control of. Yeah. And, and have agency in a way that, that our normal modern lives won't allow for. Agreed. Yes. 100%. And I think that's why there's a lot of castigation or non-understanding from other people who just want you to fit in, just want you to understand the social constructs that we live within versus, I don't know that, you know, I accept your reality. I don't know that I even call this fantasy or escapism. I don't think it's that at all. I think that I'm just a part of a system that I would like to reject and I'd like to embrace my own reality as a human. Or even just allow your own thoughts and your own reality to come out and play for a couple of hours on a Sunday evening. Right. right? Nothing like taking the id for a dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
this is going to be a little unexpected, but I'm going to bring in the Barbie movie right now. Okay. Yeah. Because, and I don't know, have you seen it yet? I have seen it. Okay. So, it's Barbie land. Everything's great. They're in the middle of a dance number. Right. Which is kind of what you're describing is just like, we're all just going along. I with know it. where you're going with this. And then Barbie goes, do you guys ever think about dying? <laughs> and like the record scratches and everyone stops and it's made very clear. This isn't what we say and this isn't what we do. And it occurs to me here that that's what's happening. Oh, right? yeah. If, if I'm going to listen to music that's dark and I'm going to play a game where things are really dark, that's kind of like that record scratch moment. Like, are you okay? <laughs> and it's like, well, there's two answers to that. On the larger scale, sure, I'm okay. But like, no, I'm not okay. Right. And this is my way to engage with the darkness, to fight the darkness, even mm-hmm. to have a shot to sort of recover my sanity. So, on Monday morning, I can go back into the office and not have a, like an eyeball twitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, like, I think about a metal song that I enjoy, even though it's kind of a cheesy band. But one of the songs is called The Wrong Side of Heaven and The Righteous Side of Hell. And how you don't know your place within your own life because you think that you're not quite good enough and you're not quite bad enough for absolution in either direction. And I think that metal especially allows you to embrace those parts of yourself where you're not allowed to be angry. In society. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to be sad. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's somehow a foul to admit it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is going to take a really dark turn for a moment, but to me, this strikes a chord because it gets me into this feeling of like, what if you feel sad and you can't admit that you're sad mm-hmm. and no one will allow for your sadness? Where does it go from there? Right. And that's a scary question, which I think a lot of people have to face. Agreed. And that's why I think that metal is an amazing medium and partner for TTRPGs, especially as a writer. When you're writing as a game master and you want to get into the mind of a villain, you want the sympathetic villain, the villain that coalesces with the music that you're listening to that is screaming in your ear because it makes sense to you and it's going to make sense to the villain. And then it's going to make sense to the players too. The players are still going to, they're going to fight. They're going to do whatever they can to defeat them, but also they're going to feel kind of weird about it. Yeah. In a morally ambiguous landscape where they might feel awful. Right. One of my favorite villains of the last couple of years in films was Killmonger Mm, mm. from Black Panther because he was right. No, okay. (laughs) He wasn't right that we should go kill everyone, but like his diagnosis of the ills of the world was like really, really spot on. And so then to see that character just meet his demise was sort of like, damn, what are we saying about ourselves in our world here? (laughs) Well, that's when we had our conversation about what kind of players we are. And you mentioned a paladin. And I think paladins are hard for people to understand or, you know, agree with because they're so black and white. And Mm -hmm. Killmonger is very gray. Yeah. Most villains are very gray. It's why in almost every movie where there's a villain, most people get along with the villain more than they get along with the hero. Because the hero is just so simplistic, I guess. Exactly, right? The hero feels like a normal person. Mm. Metal feels like a normal person singing it. Mm. And TTRPGs feel like normal people running and playing it. Interesting. Wow. That's super helpful for me. Thank you for everyone for joining me for my group therapy session. (laughs) So, Aaron, let me ask you, you've mentioned a couple, but I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit more a couple of your favorite bands or even some specific songs that you think really strike the right chord 
for D&D and RPGs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that is going to depend on what kind of campaign or session you're No, but I'm just like. asking for you personally. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I'm peeking <laughs> into your soul here. It's, <laughs> hey, it's dark in here. That's right. You know, I think that if you want to listen to some good music that's borderline metal, but great for D&D. Okay, starter metal, I'm down. Uh, if I want to pick, like, just maybe one or two songs, I would say... I love All Nightmare Long by Metallica. I think that is an amazing song to listen to, especially if you want a weird, frenetic sort of scenario, whether it's like we're trying to take on the big bad evil guy or whatever it is. You have this thing just building up inside of your psyche and you can write to that. I think that, you know, Godsmack is great from a a group that has just consistent amount of hits where you just feel like, what am I channeling? What am I going with? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I very rarely will turn down metal when it comes to writing. But if I were going to switch to some of those, I mean, I would say I'd probably just stick to those kind of songs in my own head whenever I'm doing the writing. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny because I usually turn it off. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I think this for me is an opportunity to reexamine my aversion to the darkness Mm, mm -hmm. as a possible moment of insight or mental health clarity. Right. Say like it's the basement, right? It's like, it's dark and it's scary, but might there be value in spending a little bit of time down there? Yeah, for sure. And I I would say if you are a DM or an aspiring DM and you're wanting to write some content, figure out what you want your campaign to be and you don't really listen to metal I would say give it a chance. Just pop it on a little bit. Just see where it takes you. You don't have to start forcing yourself to write right away, but just like feel the moment and see how you want this to translate into an actual game for your players. Yeah, and I I think finding that music, you know, you've given some examples, but I've noticed as well, uh, if I go to Spotify and I type in D&D music, Mm -hmm. a lot of times the playlists that'll come on are pretty (laughs) metal-centric. For sure. So, I know you're uh, not in the minority with this opinion. (laughs) Definitely not. And I'm excited about not only you listening to more metal when you're writing, but then also you playing a metal paladin. I think it's going to be really cool. Yes, that's my answer. I'll need <laughs> a lot of hand Vengeance Paladin. I mean, what is more metal than that? Somebody who has broken their own oath and said, screw this, I'm going to literally destroy everything around me as part of this sort of grayish paladin. I have more insight now into the term I used earlier, that's so metal. <laughs> but it's like an affront to the mainstream viewpoints. And the mainstream, but also there's a kind of a, yeah, this like cathartic, rebellious component to it that I really, in the abstract, enjoy. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think that metal is very much our own id and super ego getting a chance to dance a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it's that opportunity to then be put in a paper or into a character, even character creation, which I know we'll talk about soon, just channeling that sort of music into a player or into a character that you want to actually flesh out and make real. I dig it. This has been a really fun conversation. Thank you for burying your soul here for me. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And the listeners, thank you so much for being with us this week. And don't forget to check us out on our Instagram or at our website, infernalschoolhouse.com. And we sell stuff on Etsy too. Thanks everyone. We hope to see you again soon. Take care.